0: And welcome to episode 379 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with... How are you doing? I'm
2: doing great. It's great to come back and talk to you. Excellent. Excellent. So what have you been watching? I haven't been watching too much, but most weeks I've been watching The Power on Prime Video. Yes. Which is based on the book series of the same name.
0: Haven't started that yet. I did take
2: a look at it, just other things got in the way. So how is it? It's good, but it's uneven. Right. What I mean by that is that in terms of the plotting, so you have in the first episode, a decent bit happens and then it gets a bit quiet. Because it's a first season, because it is based on this hard sci-fi book, there's a lot of world building. Right. There's a lot of slowly, slowly, because this isn't any sort of a spoiler. The premise is that around the world, young women gain the ability to emit electricity from their bodies. Yes. And this is set pretty much in the modern world. And it's basically following five or six viewpoints as the world sort of deals with that right yeah and so it goes between things like sometimes that could be interesting and sometimes it could just be pretty slow sort of the sort of thing that you have in books because you know you read a book and you can go through 40-50 pages of nothing really happening it was literally the most normal I woke up I you know I brushed my teeth I went to the store sort of thing yeah but then it explodes into either something happening or major sort of interactions between characters Mm -hmm. so yeah the episodes were uneven so I'm hoping given how fun-centric central is, that it's a surefire for renewal, because on the strength of the thing, I'm not too sure. Right. So I think if it was anywhere else, I'd be very worried. But I think given how much it costs and how long it took to make, I'm very much hoping they're going to give it a season two. Yes. Um, I would also note Amazon released the first three episodes at once. Yes. And they are definitely best watched back to back to back. Right. Okay. They so are, so because clear the like, evening. Just, yeah. Really <laughs> sort of one, it is really just sort of one well not one story but it the process works well I think right. if you just watch the first episode, I think you then move the second episode way down your to-be-watched list. Just to yeah. because you think, oh, nothing's well, really happened yet. So just be aware of that. Yeah. But I do like it, and I think it's an excellent show. It takes a very strong look at what that would mean in the real world. Yeah. Um, it definitely has lots of allusions to the things that are happening now. It's pretty interesting. It definitely makes one want to go and grab the book.
0: Yes. It looked like a sort of interesting premise because all the women get these electrical powers which feels like it's probably superhero-y and it's it's not that. It's more kind of real
2: world-based, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's pretty much always practical. I think in one scene you see a woman start a generator with right. her powers yeah. that's how that's how practical things yeah. get when we see things among one of them we see someone who perhaps is closer to the idea not necessarily a superhero but of like a supernatural thing mm-hmm. you can see that her powers and as she says quite early on is that her powers are on a different level mm-hmm. and as you go through you do see that but at the moment we haven't seen too much of a viewpoint because we see her in the first three but they're not so much in the rest that I've seen so far yeah and we're up to episode 5 that was the last one that came out and that came out on the 14th yeah and it cut one episode a week
0: yeah that's one that I I do want to go and look at it's just sort of other things have got in the way more recently
2: the second thing I've been watching you know me I'm good for Korean TV and talking about Riverdale. yes this week but on Korean TV again on Prime Video is this show called Payback not to be confused with Mel Gibson film from a bit ago so hey, follows this mysterious guy. When we find him, he's in the middle of Mongolia, talking to like a tribal elder, trying to convince this guy to sell him some land. And what we find out is that this guy, I believe he was an orphan, sort of ran with a rough crew when he was young, got sent to juvie, ran with gangs, uh-huh. and then as a teenager, he met this woman who happened to be the head of a small company who sort of helped him turn his life around or at least offer him a look at what regular family life would be. Mm -hmm. Because strictly speaking, he doesn't like leave what he was doing. So he still sort of grows up in the world of crime. Yeah. And eventually something happens that as an adult, he sort of goes off on his own to start his own company and what we also learn is that he has a photographic memory ah. and he's also a pretty smart guy he goes from being just a thug just going around doing in these sort of gang fights to working stocks and trades and things and loan sharking with this guy right obviously he leaves that and when we meet him he's very successful on his own And he gets a message from Korea. It's the death of the woman who sort of took care of him, his sort of second mother. And it's a message from her daughter sort of asking him for help just because the woman was involved in a scandal. Mm -hmm. And it looks like someone was responsible for that. And there's a lot of financial stuff, like shorting and all that sort of thing. And there's a lot of timeline jumping around because we follow his life through a lot of different periods. I said, like when he was a teenager and then when he was a young adult running through his crime stuff then present day so it's a little difficult to track at some stages Right. but if you bear in there and definitely if you like a financial thriller sort of thing this is totally your thing you should definitely go and have a watch interesting I think three or four episodes in so far and yeah it's just a revenge story it's a fun little story you get a little bit into each time eager to see where it goes this sticks to the normal sort of Korean TV trope of it's one season right one and done because that's what most Korean shows are yeah like there are 26 episodes but not the 26 episodes that you get American TV as it's one continuous story that gets told yeah they not judging procedurals or anything like that yes
0: it's interesting how they do that on the Korean TV but it's interesting
2: because I think Korean TV is very much sold on the back of stars yes which is I think much less now let's be honest we're all about reality TV comic book heroes and things like that where they're very much about the stars you know the former people from boy bands or the idols who turn to acting yeah so that's what makes people watch they tune in specifically to watch a person making their debut and short of that so i guess that's why they do their thing
0: yeah it's yeah. very
2: much talent based but i think we're more genre based yes
0: i think that's probably true so that's called payback that's
2: called yeah payback and it's on amazon prime
0: interesting it's on prime rather than netflix because a lot of those korean things are on netflix yeah aren't they?
2: yeah that's exactly what i thought but the korean tv thing is huge there are quite a few korean shows on prime as well if you just type in korean tv or korean drama Okay, cool. Yeah, the last thing was a while ago now, but I went to the cinema to watch John Wick Four. Yes, how was that? I am completely
0: out of the loop on the John Wick movies. I need to go and sort of watch them back to back because I know it's a film
2: franchise. I really should see. Oh, I, I agree. So, what happened with me? I watched John Wick in the cinema, and I think I watched John Wick Two at home somewhere. And I just sort of gave up and stopped trying to just thought it just seemed, how can this continue? Yes. It's a bit of a crazy premise. You can't kill the entire world, as <laughs> someone says in one of the things. But then, I think because it's on Prime, I went to watch Parabellum, Right. and I think for me, that told a much tighter story than the second one did, and definitely got me intrigued and hyped. So I made sure that I would go to the cinema and watch four because I think that's where it should be seen. It's really, really good. I know just because I follow entertainment reporters who do a lot of financial reporting along with that, is that this is like a 40 million bump in budget from the previous ones. Right. Uh, And you can tell that there's a sequence in the chandeliers there, which just looks incredible. Obviously, you have Keanu Reeves returning. You also have Donnie Yen, which if you're an action star sort of fan, you know who he is because he's a massive Hong Kong star up there with like Jet Li's and Chao Young Fats, as a sledge. Right. He's very much known as a martial arts guy. You see him in the trailers but yeah it's fun it is just one long fight as it should be (laughs) for me there's enough storylines I guess because I'd recently watched Powerbellum so I knew what storyline was before then we get a big bad in the form of a scars guard making an appearance yes it's beautiful the fight scenes are epic the stunts are crazy over the top (laughs) there's a sequence which I guess is a famous set of steps going up to a cathedral and there's a fight scene there which just looks utterly terrifying and perhaps most painful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah, and it also features someone if you watch Winner Up. Dawes from there turns up in, I guess, a feature role. Right. Okay. He'd been in a few bigger films. It seems like he's trying to break through. It's fun. If you like Donwick, you'll like this. If you like Hong Kong action films, this is what you should go and see, and I think it, it's interesting to see that it's done pretty well. Not great, but it's done pretty well. It's a freestanding film; it isn't based on a comic. You know, it's not a video game adaptation. Yeah, it is an original piece of content that's spawned through sequels, and we'll have more spin-offs in the future. We'll have um, the ballerina spin-off as well as the continental spin-off coming up. So I hope this means we're not done with that and hopefully we'll see some more action-led things and more work for the directing team. Who were involved in this and have been involved all the way through?
0: It's one of those things that I can't see them dropping the franchise anytime soon, as long as you know people are prepared to still be in them. Yeah, I, I they have the spin-offs. So I suspect. Yeah, but
2: yeah, they'll keep going. Is Ballerina a film? I can't remember whether it's
0: uh, Yeah, Ballerina is a film. Continental's is a TV series. Continental, yeah. I think, is coming to Amazon internationally, oh, okay. and then Peacock in the US have it. Okay, that makes sense. But I, I think. Prime Video took the international rights, unless that changed, because it was Lionsgate, I think, originally, and then they sold it, yeah. and then they brought it back, and yeah, so it was—it's sort of been a bit all over the place. So uh, yeah, but Peacock, I think, are airing it in the US, and then I think Prime were supposed to be airing it internationally. So, so that's all good. It is a, like I say, it's—it's it's not a franchise. i, I don't think I've, I've watched any of the films, and it's one that I really, really should go
2: and get into because yeah. I know how, how many people love it. Also, one little thing is that it's the second sort of franchise I can think of although there must there must be loads that um, has the idea of bulletproof suits which I I just find hilarious yeah Yeah. that's not how physics works Yeah, (laughs) yes it may not go through but if you shoot somebody in the chest a few times they're not just shrugging that off and continuing about their business as you often see John do
0: yeah exactly it's still gonna hurt even if it's a bulletproof suit it's still gonna hurt so yes
2: but I like it because it does then allow for a lot of choreography and stuff a lot of taste yeah. Downs and things, Because obviously everything has to be ended with a headshot, and, and they are generally walking around with small arms as opposed to people with yeah. shotguns and things. So that it adds to the artistry, and it does make it look like a, this great dance that goes all the way through. Yeah. That's awesome. One thing you do to see this, you get to see him fight when he's tired. You know you watch some martial arts films, and you go, there's no way he could do that sequence of things and not be blowing out the wrong end, just for the sheer physical exertion. But he looks like he's tired.
0: Yeah. Well, I was on Netflix for my new sort of thing this week, which was Treason, which is the mm. um, Charlie Cox TV oh, yeah. series. I do the names are from this. Yes, a spy thriller starring Charlie Cox. Series. It's a one-off limited series. It's basically him who is the second in command of MI6, and his mm. boss gets hospitalized, and he ends up getting bumped up to being the head of MI6. However, it becomes apparent that there is a reason why he's in that position without giving too much away. And Mm -hmm. it ends up being this really interesting story of of like, well, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Should he be there? What should he be doing? It's only five episodes long, so it's fairly short to get through. They're about an hour each as well. So it's it's a relatively Mm. quick series. It's got a really good cast surrounding him. Karen Hines plays the MI6 boss. You've got Una Chaplin in there as well. Olga Kurylenko is is in there who plays a Russian spy. Mm-hmm. Adam James in there who is another one of the MI6 agents. Oh, and Alex Kingston pops up as well as okay. an MP. So there's a really nice cast surrounding him. It's not something, like I say, you've got to worry about whether Netflix are going to bring it back or cancel it because they have built it as a limited series and it does very much round that story off in one go. Well worth watching. It's worth sort of five hours of your time, I think. Certainly worth picking up. It's called Treason. It's been out for a while. It, was, it actually came out in... December I think last year so it's been on my list of stuff to go and watch so uh, yeah I'm quite into my sort of spy conspiracy things at the moment because I've I've been doing that and then there's the uh, rabbit hole thing which is on Paramount Plus um, which I'm still going through which has been brilliant that's really really awesome. fun uh, there was another Netflix series which I talked about last week as well name completely escapes me but Night Agent Night Agent
2: intended to watch that next once I put my computer and stuff back together
0: right Yes, You've just moved house. That's, that's right. Yeah. So you're, you know, things are in bits at the moment. So yeah, that is definitely one thing that I would say is certainly worth watching. I really enjoyed watching that last week. Over on Prime Video, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel came back for its fifth and final season, which first three episodes are up at the moment absolutely loved the opening episodes it's quite interesting because they've actually put in some sort of flash forwards because all things set in the sort of 60s and they've put Mm. some flash forwards into the 80s in this as well the whole thing's been about uh, will she or won't she make it and i think by the fifth season you kind of know that she's going to make it and they've obviously assumed that as well because they put some flash forwards in the to the 80s which is news reports and stuff of her doing interviews about you know her having become this big star Okay, nice so touch. so that i thought was quite a nice touch they also there's like her daughter in therapy which is really really great as well there's some interesting little bits and pieces that are sort of vignettes that bookend bits of the episodes and stuff the rest of it is is very much you know it's brilliant writing same as it has been right from the very beginning i mean you know this this just story of this housewife that sort of started Stumbles drunk up onto a stage and actually becomes a stand-up comedian and is very good at it and you've been following her from it since the first season. I will be very sad to see it go, although I am very interested to see what the the Palladinos who are the couple that make it and also made the Gilmore Girls, which is another show that I absolutely loved. I'm very interested to see what they do next because they have a very distinctive writing style and voice for the characters. It's very fast-paced, it's very kind of quirky in terms of how they talk to each other. There's a lot of back and forwards. They write dialogue beautifully and and just very, very, very funny. So I'm going to be sad to see this end, but I'm very interested to see where they go next and what their next project is. The first four seasons and the first two episodes, sorry, three episodes of season five are up on uh, Prime Video if you want to go and catch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm. Um, the other thing that dropped this week was oh, yeah. a trailer for the Marvels, which is Carol Danvers, Monica Rambo, and Camilla Khan teaming up. Together, and I just absolutely
2: adored this trailer. I'm sure you saw it as well. What were your thoughts? Oh, no, I, I avoid trailers and very much the Marvels just because of the absolute toxic cesspool my Twitter turned into as soon as it came out. Right, yes. But I am looking forward to it. I don't know if I, I think I probably mentioned it on my time here. I'm a massive fan of Miss Marvel, I thought yeah. it was one of the best of the Marvel shows that came out. I am definitely up for anything that she's going to be in, so I will be there for the centre, and I will be watching.
0: Yeah, one of the most joyous things in the trailer, actually, is, is watching uh, Team man Villani, isn't it? The girl that, yeah, that, Villani, yeah. that plays Camilla Khan. It's such a beautiful bit of casting that, because she is a massive MCU fangirl, cast as somebody who is a massive Miss Marvel fangirl, and yeah. was also a massive fan of the Miss Marvel comics, so she knows the world in side and out and is a huge nerd about it and mm-hmm. you couldn't have had a more perfect bit of casting
2: Yeah, She's a walking talking example of what happens when you actually make characters for people who aren't always reflected on screen or on the page.
0: Yeah absolutely she is because that was the thing that drew her into the comic books was the fact that you know Miss Marvel was somebody that represented her and is such a fangirl of it and the fact that she ends up playing a character who is a massive fangirl of Captain Marvel it works so so well she is brilliant in the little clips that you see in the trailer mm. they bring back goose as well the cat so yeah. uh, goose pops up and there's there's some really interesting bits of fluffiness in that uh, i it just looks like it's going to be immense amounts of fun between the three of them and uh, it is very much an ensemble film which is going to be the three at the same level it's not going to be a captain marvel film it is going to be the marvels all very much taking equal screen time from what they've said i'm over the moon to see this and i think it's going to be just incredible. So, very much looking forward to that dropping later this year. Trailer is up now. You can find that on the website. That's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news.
1: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind.
0: over on the TV and film news there are a couple of cancellations or no nothing too major Free Ridge which was a spin-off on my block cancelled at Netflix after one season given that I've never heard of either of those shows Uh, I think (laughs)
2: I've heard of on my block I think it's we're just well outside of the demographics for on my block I was very much surprised because I think that only lasted two seasons or so I was surprised why they would spin it off
0: yeah they must have ordered the spin-off after the first season and then both of them text and they decided to yeah so I don't know but Free Ridge has been cancelled after one season so that isn't coming back and there is a show called Amber Brown which has been cancelled at Apple TV that's a kids and family show so it's not one that either of us are probably aware of but that's cancelled after one season apparently Onto the renewals and uh, a league of their own, the Amazon series, not to be confused with the sports quiz, which is on Sky. Um, oh yeah, gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, the a league of their own, which is the TV series based off the movie that is on Prime Video, that has been renewed for a second and short final season. They've ordered another one, but it is sort of a thing to round off the story, basically buying Beverly Hills which is a reality TV thing that's been renewed at Netflix Roku have renewed Die Hard which was the Kevin Hart comedy series after apparently got record numbers for the debut of the second season good on Roku I mean they've made some interesting choices with some of the Roku stuff there's some interesting shows popped up on there and uh, if you're wondering how to get Roku if you've got Sky or pretty much any streaming device you've probably got the Rocky channel, Roku channel yeah. because the Rocky Channel's free on Sky I think it's on most streaming sticks, or quite a lot of streaming sticks have the Rocky Channel on it as well. So uh, it is worth going to look because it's completely free. It's supported by ads. Same as Amazon Freebie, completely free, supported yeah. by ads. Both of those services are worth looking at. The ARC has been renewed for a second season, which is a show that we haven't had yet. They, no, Sky no, 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 no. did announce a April premiere date for it on Sky Sci-Fi and then, yes, I'm
2: sure I saw I saw your thing and I was celebrating a bunch of the air because I thought yes. Yes. It's a good sign.
0: And then after I posted that it was supposed to be a lock date and after I posted that somebody in the scheduling department decided to change it. So <laughs> uh, they have said again today, because we've been going backwards and forth on it, I was like, well when is it coming? And I went to Sky and Sky said, Well we think we're gonna do it in this week in May, but it's not a lock date but then I was saying this online and Dean Devlin actually tweeted
2: back at me going it's the 25th of May it's confirmed I was actually going to suggest to talk to Devlin I'm very interested in this because the arc is done by Dean Devlin as part of his electric company and it also has an attached after show which is hosted by a friend of mine ah. um, and they've released the after shows as a podcast so you can download it as an audio podcast oh cool it's actually a video one. And at least the same guys who bought us The Outpost. So if you're a fan of that show... Yes. It might be worth getting into this. I'm hyped about it. It's pretty interesting because this is the same thing he did with the librarians. The librarians had its own after show. Right. As part of the thing. So I'd also recommend people go watch The Outpost through yeah, three seasons. Yeah. I um, I believe it's on Prime Video now.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's from basically the people behind Stargate because it, it's... Dean Devlin yeah. wrote the Stargate movie. He also wrote Independence Day. Jonathan Glasner was one of the people that was behind Stargate SG-1 and like I say I think they did the outpost they've done a couple of things together I think those guys they're the people that are behind this So it's coming 25th of May to Sky Sci-Fi according to Dean Devlin it's called the Ark it takes place 100 years in the future when planetary colonization missions have begun as a necessity to help secure the survival of the human race first of these missions on a spacecraft known as Ark 1 encounters a catastrophic event causing massive destruction and loss of life with more than a year left to go before reaching their target planet, a lack of life-sustaining supplies and loss of leadership, the remaining crew must become their best versions of themselves to stay on course and survive. That's the setup for it. It's all set on that ship, basically. It's been getting really good numbers in the U.S. Uh, they have just renewed it for a second season, so that's really good news. And it'll be landing over here on the 25th of May. That's one to look out for. The other thing that they moved around was Perry Mason. They announced an April date for that, and they've now. Changed shifted that. Sky have confirmed that they have a locked date for it now. It's, I think, 10 p.m. on the 2nd of May. So that's when we're getting that. And it is dropping as box set as well. So you'll be able to go and binge your way through that when it drops. They've decided to do that because it was out in, like, March in the U.S., I think, that one. So those are the two things. The other renewal was uh, NBC, who have renewed all six of Dick Wolf's series. So that's all of One Chicago and all the Law & Order franchise
2: as well. So uh, Mm -hmm. all of those are coming back. Should be noted that Law and Order God what the heck is that called? Organised Crime has been renewed for a short season. Yes. And given the way it's true showrunners I tend to suspect that might not be long for this world. Yeah. Because I think it's gone from like three. Yes. Which is crazy. It
0: has. I mean it's only on it. what it's third season and it's gone through three yep. showrunners. Like two of those showrunners were in the last season weren't they I think. So yeah. yes that's not great. Regarding the Law and orders over here actually Welsh are on the th- of law and order i did ask them about law and order because obviously the new seasons when they come back over here because svu and organized crime both air on sky witness so i said what are you going to do because that's a three-part crossover and at the moment the revival of the original law and order doesn't have a broadcaster and as far as I can get out of Sky at the moment, they're just going to air two parts of it. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, nobody, as far as we're gosh aware, has the revival series, and Sky haven't picked it up. Can you buy it? Like, I buy don't the, buy the individual episode from somewhere. I'm not sure. I don't think you can. I mean, I sort of Ooh, wish gosh. Sky would just buy the one episode so at least it completes it, but yeah, they're not buying the series. Series. I sort of queried him on it because the PR guy that was talking to him was like, oh, I didn't realise it was the three-part crossover. He let me go and check and he came back and went, looks like we're just going to be airing the first two bits of that crossover. So uh, yeah, <laughs> she'll prep the social media teams for a large amount of backlash on that, <sighs> you know, nothing the PR guys yeah. can do because I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's passing on it. the news. Passing on the news, but yes, uh, it looks like they're not buying that. So they're not buying the Revival series because they'd already be a season behind anyway if they bought the Revival series. That's on the second season of The Revival where the crossover is. So it seems at the moment that you will only get two parts of that crossover, which sucks if you're a fan of Law & Order because it makes those opening episodes pretty useless to you in terms of watching. In terms of pickups and other news on the film side, Deadpool 3 announced that Stefan Kaepernick and Marana Bakaran are both back as Colossus and Vanessa, which is great news. Have you interviewed Stefan? Because I don't know whether you were there because he's done MCM a few times. I
2: came to MCM got the video somewhere. Yeah. Good guy. Lots of energy. I think it's a pretty good interview overall. Yes, it was. And I knew about the Marina background because I remember that came out after she'd appeared on Michael Rosenbaum's Inside yes. of You podcast.
0: And basically was saying when she was on the podcast, she was like, I, I don't know whether I'm doing it or not and things are still being worked out and I don't know what's going to happen and, and then a week later they announced that she was definitely coming back, which is great. So yeah, she's going to be back. Stefan's going to be back. I'm so intrigued by that film as to what it actually ends up being because whether it's an opportunity for them to basically use Deadpool to destroy the Fox X-Men and merge it into the MCU whether it's going to be that or something else entirely separate or, or what I don't know I mean all we really know about it at the moment is it's going to be R-rated so mm. I'm going to be very intrigued by that uh, yeah. I I've been, I love the first two movies they're great it's, a, it's such a wonderful film franchise that. Over on UK TV Silent Witness is moving Home bases for its production. So, season 27 is going to be shot in the West Midlands, apparently. Where was it shot before? I think they shot it in London previously. Okay. So, yeah. Honest, it, I'd,
2: I'd assume that it would have been outside of London ages ago. No, it's partly because they're moving it.
0: The BBC have got this thing at the moment. They've got a commitment to basically moving the production out of London because so much stuff is shot in London. And they're, so they're, they're moving a lot of things to various regional centres in sort of Birmingham, Manchester. We've got some new film studios opening up in in Birmingham. Um, Stephen Knight has opened up a new film studio in Digbeth, which is where they're shooting Peaky Blinders because a lot of Peaky Blinders used to be shot up in Liverpool. So uh, there's a lot of film production up in Liverpool. I think they've turned the old Littlewood site in Liverpool, I think they turned into a film studio. So they built this new one in Digbeth. They're building them in other places. There was a big new one, I think, went up in Scotland as well. So they're trying to push the film production and TV production out into the regions a bit more and Mm -hmm. uh, one of those is going to be Silent Witness which is going to be moving to the West Midlands so uh, keep your eyes out if you wander around shopping in Birmingham you might bump into a member of the Silent Witness cast the other bit of news that popped up was apparently Fremantle who are the people that have the rights to Baywatch are looking at a reboot of Baywatch at the moment Um, yeah I mean it would be a completely new thing I don't think it would be bringing any of the old cast back best will in the world I don't think anybody wants to see David Hasselhoff running around with his shirt off at this point but it's interesting that they're thinking about diving back into that given that the film didn't do particularly well when they did
2: that to be fair though it was such a real divergence from the source material which often happens for some reason it seems to be this idea in Hollywood that if you remake something that's a TV show no matter what sort of TV show it was making it a comedy is fine when it's not (laughs) it's very because comedies are hard by themselves they're shoehorning in Baywatch which is a pretty weird choice. It's always going to make, make it a comedy bit even harder, unless you're going to go all the way in, and like make it up 18 or, you know, yeah, 18 yeah, slash yeah. oh, and make it raunchy and silly. Mm-hmm. It was a strange idea.
0: Yeah, it's not very far down the line that it's something they're apparently looking at. So don't know any more about it than that, but they are apparently considering it right now. So we'll see whether that pops up. One thing yeah. which is actually landing, which we did yep. talk a bit about last week and kind of was, is this a good idea? Warner Brothers Discovery made a couple of big announcements. made a number of big announcements, but one of the main ones was the fact that they're losing HBO from the HBO Max streaming service in the US. Yeah. So it will now just be called Max. But as part of that announcement, one of the things that they said was the Harry Potter TV series is a go and they are actually going to be making it. It's been given a decade
2: long commitment, apparently. I hate it. Like, it's so disingenuous because every show in America, in theory, is given a six-year commitment at the yes. beginning. That's great. <laughs> but if the numbers well, tank, they aren't going to make any yeah, more of it. the numbers tank is still going to have the one season. I tend to lead to think that it's probably a good idea with a few provisors. And I think there's plenty of audience for it. If yes. it's decent, I think they could definitely make something out of it. Obviously, there is baggage we need not get into it and that will sort of loom but people are fickle and people watching will forget about that stuff if the first three episodes are fire well yes it's just just one of those things i mean look how well the game sold so i mean we've just had the the
0: whistling world video game come out which has sold like i think i read three times the amount they thought it was going to sell and they thought it was going to sell a lot so it's done incredibly well so it's one of those things that. But like you say, if you make a decent enough product, people will flock to it. And it is a beloved franchise. I do wonder if it's maybe a
2: little bit soon to be doing this. I mean, yeah. So if you allow for like a two-year lead-in, so it's, let's say, happening in October 2025, that does still feel a little bit early. Yeah, I mean... When you look at the the existing cast and go, yeah, they're not exactly old. So this is is coming back quite quickly.
0: I, I think it's... I mean, yes, I know they were young when they started... And if you go back to the first film, it is over, what, 20 years at this point. But 20 years isn't a long time anyway, and those movies
2: run for 10 years, so you're still only really kind of 10, 12 years out. I feel like I'd be more hyped about it if they were going to go to Hogwarts either in the past or in the future. So like 30 years before or 30 years after. But deciding to retell the same story, that leaves me a little bit worried about what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I know the reason that they're looking at this is because of the fact that there was a lot that was chopped out of the films Mm -hmm. that, that is in the book. And there is an argument for that. I get that. But equally i think there is so much more in that wizarding world like the setting for the game for example which is hundreds of years before you could have expanded something on that or like you say you could have moved it forward and done something that is based around maybe the cursed child timeline and maybe done something around that and done something original so it's an odd thing to just say we're just going to take the books and completely redo them again I don't know I mean they're looking for a writer and showrun at the moment Rowling is on board to produce I think maybe
2: they're looking at it like a Game of Thrones situation yeah where they look at that they looked at something that was incredibly successful and they know they had the finances so the budget behind it to like film in different places around the world and such and such so they probably think say we can do as well as Game of Thrones Mm did and to be fair there's no reason to disagree with that to be honest, well, I don't think. Well, yeah,
0: it does depend what budget they're prepared to throw at it. And I mean, as long as they are prepared to throw that sort of money at it... I feel
2: like, one, it would have to be... It could be near that budget. And two, the way things have moved forward in terms of you know, using green screen technology means they don't don't necessarily have to throw exactly the same sort of budget at it yeah. and get similar results.
0: Yes, I mean, you know, things like a volume have solved some problems. Plus, you've also got the fact that you could probably have quite a number of standing sets for this because you know you're in Hogwarts for lots of bits mm-hmm. of those books i mean there are places outside of that but there is a lot of stuff which you're gonna have sets which are Hogwarts sets pretty much from the start to the end of the entire run so yeah. yes you are right there are ways that they can probably save some money in in doing things with it and obviously no cast for it no writer no showrunner they've got all that stuff to sort out but they are coming we'll have to wait and see and as to where they end up over here of course i mean we don't get hbo max or max shows here because they're not part of the sky hbo deal but by the time this comes out you're probably talking a couple of years and that sky Mm. hbo deal runs out in 2025 so Ooh. by that point what you might get is them launching the max service over here and this being one of the launch titles i mean it's quite possible that they'll go down that route but um yeah. i don't know at the moment at all so uh, i mean i'm sure it'll end up somewhere because i mean it's harry potter so <laughs> Moving over onto Apple TV, Slow Horses, which keeps on getting renewed for like two seasons at a time, they've announced the cast that are coming up in season four. Uh, Don't worry, you've not missed season three. That's still to come. (laughs) They've finished shooting that. They're now on to shooting season four. And I don't know, there's like ten books in this series or something. And Gary Oldman has basically said, I'd be quite happy if this was the last character that I ever did, because, you know, he's what, 65 at the moment? And he's basically said, I'm happy to this is the rest of my career and retire at 70, you know, so. But they have announced people that are coming in the fourth season. So you got Hugo Weaving, who you'll know from The Matrix, Lord of the Rings, that sort of stuff. The brilliant Joanna Scanlon from No Offence and After Love and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, she's joining the show. James Callis, who you'll know from Gaius, I think, wasn't it, on Battlestar Galactica, remake of, mm. of that. He also popped up as Jean-Luc's father in uh, season two of Star Trek Picard as well, more recently. Tom yeah. Brooke, who's one of those faces that you'll go, I know who that is. I've seen him in stuff. Uh, He was in Preacher and Sherlock and Bodyguard and a whole bunch of other things as well. So he's in it. And Ruth Bradley, who you might know from Primeval, she was in Humans as well. She's been in Love Hate, the Netflix series, Ted Lasso most recently, and The Gold on BBC as well. So she's been in a whole bunch of different things. Those are the people that are joining the series regular cast, which is led by Gary Oldman and uh, Jack Loudon. I love that series. It's so wonderfully written I, I don't know whether you've seen any of that but it, it's just brilliant I have it. I
2: still do have like an Apple six months free and sitting there waiting to be used
0: there are so many free offers around for Apple TV if you Google like Apple TV free offers you can find like months to six months free on things if you're a Sky customer they're giving away six months free to everybody that's got Sky there are offers all over the place for Apple TV if you've not tried it yet but Slow Horses is just one of the many things that is on there that is well worth watching It is just brilliant. It's based around this bunch of also-rans who work in a place called Slough House. It's sort of for the people that have made career-ending mistakes in MI5, but it's too embarrassing to just kick them out of the agency, so they dump them in this place called Slough House. So it's all the screw-ups, basically. And Mm. uh, they're run by Jackson Lamb. He's quite a good agent himself, but took the job as a way of just seeing out his retirement. So he oversees them all, and uh, they get embroiled in various cases but it's darkly funny a brilliant drama and uh, one of the best things on TV at the moment but uh, that's Slow Horses it's on Apple TV go and check it out there are two seasons out at the moment third season comes later this year fourth season comes next year they will probably be doing more after that as well Speaking of more seasons of TV coming back on HBO they've announced the wonderfully short titled Game of Thrones spin-off which is called a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms the Hedge Knight the show is basically based around the Duncan Egg novellas which are written by George R. R Martin which are very much loved by the Game of Thrones fans the reason it's not called Duncan Egg is because George Martin didn't like the name he says he doesn't mind fans referring to them as the Duncan Egg novellas but when it comes to naming it as a TV series it feels a bit sitcom so it's a bit like Mork and Mindy or Laverne and Shirley or Beavis mm. and Butthead so he didn't like the idea of it being something and something so that's why they've gone for this horrendous title which is A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms The Hedge Knight It's set a century before Game of Thrones and follows two unlikely heroes wandering Westeros, a young, naive, but courageous knight called Sir Duncan the Tall and his diminutive squire called Egg. Set in an age when the Targaryen line still holds the Iron Throne and the memory of the last dragon has not yet passed from living memory, great destinies, powerful foes and dangerous exploits all await these improbable and incomparable friends. It does sound like it's going to be quite a fun series set in the world of Game of Thrones. It is interestingly going to be written and exec produced by George R. R. Martin himself. So it's another excuse for him not to finish *The Winds of Winter*. Yeah, he's going to be doing yeah. it. Yeah, I know. So apparently he's going to be doing the TV series. Ryan Condal and Vince Gerardis are set to exec produce, and Ira Parker is also involved in the writing. And uh, he's one of the guys that works on *House of the Dragon*. So it's it's the people that are involved in *House of the Dragon* basically behind this as well. Where are you at with the
2: Game of Thrones things at this point? Since Game of Thrones I haven't really invested I'm literally, I'm just here for the last book basically. That's my (laughs) investment. Right. House of the Dragon was actually pretty decent. I hear good things about it, but yeah, I was not in the place going back to that as well. Yes. Going back to Westeros to be honest.
0: Yeah, House of the Dragon did a pretty decent job and I think this sounds sort of different enough and they're based on novellas and they are quite loved. I think this could be a slightly different interesting thing. We'll have to wait and see, we don't know when it's Coming out, but they have ordered it. And lastly, more things returning as Amazon is reportedly putting the MGM IP, which they spent an eye-watering 8.45 billion on acquiring Ooh. back in 2021. They're now actually starting to try and sort of make some of that money back by mining the IP for on different projects. One of the things that i me most excited is Stargate, because oh, yeah, Stargate's yeah. been off air for a very, very long time. We don't know exactly what they're doing, but apparently they are considering all these projects for both film and or TV stuff. So Stargate's one of the ones that they're looking at for film and TV. We had the movie and then we had the TV shows, but they were based off the same thing, but weren't connected particularly. Yeah. Whereas I think there is potential for creating a a sort of combined universe, more in an MCU kind of style, if they wanted to go down that route. Considered for both TV and series, with a film coming first. Joseph Malizia, who's the showrunner and writer and EP and everything else on SG One: Atlantis and Universe, has previously confirmed that none of the creative team from the TV shows are currently involved. So whether they are going down the route of it's a complete reboot we're going to just start again or whether it's going to take some stuff from the TV shows and do a sort of follow on continuation of some kind. Don't know at the moment. I mean, it's one of those things with that because there's the original film, which you could do some sort of follow up from, and carry that on or there is the TV shows which you can follow on and carry that on and there is a big audience for that and I think there's a lot of people that would like some sort of follow-up to that. Yeah, Throwing it all away and completely rebooting it might be a bit of a mistake and might alienate fans. So I don't know. I don't know what route they're going to go down with it but I think there is potential for something with that. I what, I don't know what camp
2: you sit in. I would go for putting it like 100 years after Stargate SGU and just rolling it from there. Right. You know. So we have. You know. There's a decent level of speaking with other alien species. And just do something there. Could do something Earth-based. Just how the effect of what having a Stargate would be to. You know, people just. Living on Earth, there's lots of different ways to take it. I have to agree with you as well. I think they would do quite badly if they ignored those TV show fans.
0: Yeah, Joseph actually has been doing quite a lot of polls on Twitter going yeah, and like with fans. as well. So I, yeah.
2: see, I see them pop up all the time.
0: He has been doing quite a lot of things, uh, you know, saying, what would you like to see? And that's not because he's involved in this and not because there is an active project that he's doing. It's because he's trying to prove to Amazon that there is a fan base and this is what they want. You know, um, uh, I think it's more that route that he's going down of saying, yeah, whether it's him or whether it's somebody else doing it, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, I think is what he's kind of trying to sort of say. So we'll see what they actually land on, but they are looking at Stargate as being one of the things that they want to do. The other thing they're looking to bring back in that sort of sci fi area is uh, Robocop, which, I mean, of course, has had. A million different TV shows. It's had what, four films plus a reboot film. And uh, I, mean, I mean, good things about the reboot. The film. reboot, actually, I saw that and I actually thought it was quite good. I mean, I think they did a decent enough job with the reboot. They were hoping that they'd sort of spin something off from the reboot, but it didn't make as much of a splash as they'd hoped it actually would. The original film, two sequels of much lesser quality. The reboot film, four separate TV shows, various other bits and pieces. I did
2: not know there were so many TV shows.
0: Yes, there were four completely separate TV shows of varying quality as well. There's lots of stuff that has been done with it. And I mean, I think this is a point where you basically can just go back to the beginning and start again with Robocop at this point and take the basic premise. And I mean, there is an interesting thing you can tell there. I think you've got to go back to the Paul Verhoeven original idea of consumerism out of control and corporate America. And I think you've kind of got to really lean into that to give it that edge a Mm -hmm. bit more. But – I think there is certainly something you can do that. And interestingly, they're looking at doing the opposite with that. They're saying a TV show first and then maybe a film later, whereas Stargate, they're looking at a film first and then maybe a TV show, which is interesting. But So that's another one that they're looking at. Legally Blonde is another project that they're looking at. I mean, they've been trying to make a third Legally Blonde movie for years, but haven't quite managed to get there. It has, of course, spawned an incredibly successful stage show musical, and they've tried a couple of TV shows which haven't worked and not gone anywhere another project that could go to either to TV or film I mean a third movie would be the obvious one bringing the original cast back and, and just making a straight third film would be the obvious thing to do with that but we'll have to wait and see so they're all in early stages of discussion other projects which apparently are in active development are Fame that is based on the teen musical film and TV show so that that is mm-hmm. apparently actively in development Barbershop based on Tim Story's movies which starred Ice Cube there's something based around that and a Magnificent Seven TV show based around the classic
2: Western. Another Magnificent Seven yes. TV show because I, I can remember the one that used to be on less than a decade ago I suspect.
0: Yeah because there was one Ron Perlman I think styled in one of them in a TV show version because they did a fairly big cast TV show version of that so they're all TV shows that they're looking at so Fame Barbershop and, and The Magnificent Seven. They're also looking at a possible another Thomas Crown Affair movie. Pink Panther is another the project that they're looking at which is looking at an animated project they've said so it sounds like it's not going to be a live action sort of remake of the inspector cluso peter sellers things it's more likely to be a remake of the pink panther cartoon series which literally yeah. had a pink panther in it um so that. that that seems to be what they're saying if it's an animated thing, so we'll Which see. Which
2: now as an adult is pretty bizarre as things go, even though all the crazy things we used to watch. It's, it's a very odd thing. Yeah. You have a detective fighting a pink outfit. yes. Just yeah. running around doing crazy things.
0: It is really strange, but it was the 70s. There were a lot of drugs. So <laughs> <laughs> um, There are also plans to expand both Creed and Rocky franchises across TV and film, so more of those coming. And they've also said a possible new poltergeist project
2: as well. Now, that sounds intriguing. With my Poltergeist TV show, I think that would go pretty well. I think that would be great.
0: Yes, yeah. There's a lot of stuff they can work with. The one thing that they're not looking at directly touching is Bond. I think they're actually not allowed to, because although Bond is part of MGM, it's owned by the Broccoli family. So although MGM sort of own the right to take money from it, they don't own the rights to the character as such that's all still owned by the broccoli family so they can't do anything directly with bond without the approval of the family and the family won't let them do anything understandably mm. because they're very protective of bond which i entirely get so uh, there were more movies coming but nothing like a you know a young bond tv series or anything like that but yeah i mean there's there's so much other stuff in the mgm back catalogue i mean you could be spend years mining their way through it and i mean given the amount of money they spent on it i'm sure they're going to mine it for everything they possibly can. That's all the news we've got for this week. Just some highlights for next week on TV. So, highlights for next week. We have How I Met Your Father returning for its second season. That's on the 19th of April, which is the Hilary Duff fronted spin-off from the original How I Met Your Mother. That comes back. Uh, first season of that started off a bit slow, but actually sort of found its feet about halfway through the first season. And uh, I'd really rather enjoyed it. So, uh, How I Met Your Father, season two, Disney Plus, 19th of April. True Lies, which looking very much like it's going to be a one-and-done TV series based off the popular movie. I, yeah. It's on CBS. It's not looking like it's going to make it into a second season but that's coming 19th of april as well to disney plus the diplomats which is a series on netflix not to be confused with the other show that he's called the diplomat which is also a drama which is on alibi um, how we've ended up in a position with two shows with exactly the same name and they're both dramas Kerry Russell stars in this. It's a new UN ambassador to the United Kingdom. That starts on Netflix on the 20th of April. Kerry Russell was in The Americans and was brilliant. So I think that could be an interesting one to look at. But uh, Netflix, 20th of April for The Diplomat. American Auto returns for its second season on Sky Comedy. That's 21st of April at 8pm. That lands Dead Ringers, not to be confused with the John Coltshaw show. There's a lot of things with the same name here. Amazon series. This is based on the David Cronenberg movie. It stars right Rachel Weiss and Rachel Weiss playing Twins. That comes from Alex Bursch, who's the acclaimed lead writer of Normal People. And that is coming to Prime Video on the 21st of April. That's Dead Ringers. Beavis and Butthead returns for its second season. That's on Paramount Plus on the 21st of April. Slip, which is a new comedy about a woman who finds herself slipping through parallel universities and relationships, comes to Roku channel on the 21st of April. There is a trailer up on the website for Slip. It looks really good. So that is on the Rocky channel. I would definitely go and check that out. Malpractice, which is a new nail-biting medical thriller, is what it's referred to as. It's from World Productions of the people that made Line of Duty and Vigil. Looks like it's going to be really quite good. That's coming to ITV and ITVX. That's on the 23rd of April at 9pm. And I think the whole thing will be on ITVX as well, so you can binge through it. I'm a Celebrity, South Africa, which is Anton Deck rekindling some more careers, but this time in South Africa. That is coming to ITV. That's on 24th of April at 9pm. And Fantasy Island, which is the reboot continuation drama that airs uh, on Fox in the US, is coming to Sky Max on the 25th of April at 9pm in the UK. Yeah, modern take on the classic TV series, which looks like it could be kind of interesting. Numbers haven't been great for it over there, but it's a fairly cheap joke for them to pre- so uh yes it is coming back for more seasons i think that <laughs> yes fantasy island season one 25th of april at 9 p.m for that that is everything coming on TV next week. If people want to find more of you, where can they find
2: you? They can head on over to hollywoodnorthnews.net and catch up on all the Canadian TV and filmmaker stories and also stuff like we talk about Hallmark and just general other TV shows and stuff like that.
0: Yes, so lots of stuff over there on hollywoodnorthnews.net. You can find there and you can find other people involved in the show, such as Bex, who is on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Byte B-Y-T-E-S she's streaming weekly over on her Twitch stream she's been at OLL all weekend so uh, I'm not sure when she's streaming this week but uh, she will be back on her stream at twitch.tv forward slash Trista so go and check her out over there and Matt you can find at entertainmenttalk.org it's Matt's birthday by the way so happy birthday Matt uh, he is uh, over on entertainmenttalk.org you can find lots more podcasts over there so uh, lots of stuff going on from Man U and Gaming Talk and all sorts of other different things so we're entertainmenttalk.org for that for us you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air data information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown that is everything we shall see you next week Bye-bye. Bye bye <laughs> bye